0: things that i've found that every man struggles with one of them we beat ourselves up to a pulp especially christian men especially christian men we're so hard on ourselves it's it's crazy and the second one's we're afraid to ask for help so the identity piece we're, we're never going to be able to outperform who we are we're never going to be able to outperform our identity And so if we're always beating ourselves up and we're never asking for help and we're always telling ourselves, like, I'm a black-hearted, wretched sinner, well, then, then, brother, like, you're never going to be able to live beyond that. And are we all sinners? Yeah. But if you have a relationship with Christ, that is not, that is no longer your identity. Welcome to the Empowered Manhood Podcast, where men rediscover
1: courageous masculinity. Pull up a chair as we gain strength from the stories of God working in the lives of ordinary men today. These men have discovered that in a world of superficiality and isolation, we need authentic brotherhood to gain strength for the battles we face every day. Brought to you by the ministry of CLC, which challenges men to an uncommon pursuit of Christ, welcome to Empowered Manhood. Welcome back men. This is Mike Hatch. I am your host and I will be joined as usual by my co-host, best-selling author Chris Bollinger. By the way, make sure if you haven't, you got to go down into the show notes and click the link to go and check out Chris's two men's devotionals. They are fantastic. So, definitely want to go on Amazon and order those. All right, so this is the second half of our interview with Stacey Gonzalez. And in this interview, he talks a little bit more about how he made that switch to begin to lead his wife and his family better. And then I want you to pay attention to how he describes his wife and the way she gets to be around him as a result of his stronger male leadership. Man, it was so inspiring to hear this, and I hope that every man, every one of you who's listening to this would aspire to be this for your wife. Just a quick reminder, we are a listener-supported podcast, so if you would like to support us, first of all, we'd be really grateful for your financial support and helping us disciple men all over the world, but you can go to our website. Website at clchq.org. Click on the blue donate button on the top right hand side, and then it'll open up another window and with a box where you can designate how much you'd like to give. In the drop down menu, choose National Fund, and in the comments, type in there Empowered Manhood. That way, we will know that you found us through this podcast. All right, guys, so we are going to jump into the interview already in progress. Here is the second half of our interview with Stacy Gonzalez.
0: One of Jesus's names is the King of Kings, and I don't think we emphasize Mm. the lowercase k as much as we should. I'm also a firm believer that us as Mm. individual um, Christian men are supposed to be the kings of our own lives, serving the one true king. And that doesn't mean that we go out and conquer nations. It doesn't mean that, you know, <laughs> we go and and subdue people or anything like that. It just means that we have 100% responsibility for our lives. that we are the kings of our own lives in that regard, serving the uppercase king. So, I basically just collab mm-hmm. those two together, knowing that I am a king for the true king and um I'm going to be the one who establishes a godly legacy for for my family.
1: it's amazing. So then I assume that your wife to Chris's point has probably seen that, that change where you've kind of assumed more responsibility for the family in certain ways, um, to kind of, to kind of redirect or change the, uh, the legacy that was handed down to you.
0: Yeah. She, um, she comes from a family of women. So she has two sisters, um, their, their father passed away before I even met my wife. Very, very similar Uh, patterns with him from, at least from what, um, from what I've told with the men in my family, lots of alcoholism, um, and fidelity, very, very abundant. So we had similar stories in, in that regard and. And she works in construction. She's an estimator for a pretty big name construction company. So she has to be in her in her masculine energy a lot at work. <laughs> She's like, she has she has to put on her her big boy pants and and, and go yeah. and get after it in a very male dominated industry. You know. So one one of the things that um, that uh, was like a big eye opening moment for me, like a, a big shift for us, if you will, was that. She goes into that kind of environment at work and comes home and feels free to to just be a woman you know she just mm. feels like she doesn't have to be the the oh, man wow. at home because she was kind of forced to so was her mom her mom was forced to be the the mom and the dad um uh, because the you know the, their their dad wasn't wasn't present the way that he should have, should have been so um I think that was a big monumental shift for us too, knowing that she can come home and still be mm. a, a godly wife, a, a godly mother. But when it's time to go to work, she can go and you know, literally put her hard hat on and mm. and uh, transition into that role. Because you know? she
1: knows she has that safe place at home mm. that you helped to bring about through your role and fear of the Lord that that helps her to be able to just release. So, so home becomes that place of refuge for her. Um, I love that, man. I, and I love that because I don't know if I've heard it maybe described in that way, or maybe it's hitting me differently right now as I think about that. But I think that's something that men need to be reminded of that, that, uh, cause I, am I'm, I'm having conversations a lot with men, especially recently and the topic of discussion is, is, has a, to do a lot with women finding their safety with you mm-hmm. as a man. Yeah. Um, and and what happens when they don't feel safe, and not just not just physically safe. I'm, I'm not talking about just it, it could be that, but I'm talking about more than that. I'm talking about emotionally, spiritually. If women don't feel that sense of of security and safety around you, it it stifles them, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it makes it really hard on them and, and and the whole family. And so so let me kind of change topics a little bit because I, I want to um, talk a little bit about your take on men today mm-hmm. manhood and the things that they're struggling with because you that that's your business man mm-hmm. you're in counseling and you're working with with men on a regular basis and one of the things you said before was you know you were alcohol drugs mm-hmm. women um, depression anger these things were, were well some of the vices that you used to numb the pain you' were, you were feeling and I, I and I know that most men today don't realize why they're chasing after some of those things Mm -hmm. like women and drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. They, they have trouble tracing the breadcrumbs back to the source, if you will. Um, so as, as you've worked with men, what are some things that you're seeing among them and how they're struggling? And, uh, and maybe if you would, like if, you know, because there are guys listening right now, um, maybe offer some, some hope and encouragement to
0: them. Yeah, of course. Well, let's start off with the identity piece. A, a lot of men that, that I work with mm-hmm. were in the same situation that I was, where they have no idea what being a man leaving looks like. Even men in the church, like, well, I, I go to church, you know, I, I go into my small group, you know, I'm, I'm praying, I'm reading my Bible, but I still feel like something is just off. And there's too scared to talk about it. Yeah, the the two things that I found that every man struggles with. One of them, we beat ourselves up to a pulp, especially Christian men. Especially Christian men, we're so hard on ourselves. It's it's crazy. And the second one's we're afraid to ask for help. So. The identity piece, we're, we're never going to be able to outperform who we are. We're never going to be able to outperform our identity. And so if we're always beating ourselves up and we're never asking for help and we're always telling ourselves, like, I'm a black-hearted, wretched sinner, well, then, then, brother, like, you're never going to be able to live beyond that. And are we all sinners? Yeah. But if you have a relationship with Christ, that is not that is no longer your identity. You are actually a saint. It's in Scripture that, that you are a saint, who just so happens that's to right. sin every once in a while, but if you beat it into your brain, I'm a sinner, I'm a wretched sinner, I'm a wretched sinner. Then, gosh, like it, it's going to be so hard to find to find joy to to actually be worthy of God's love and the joy that He's giving you opportunities to experience. So, that's one piece. One one, uh, one major piece is the identity, because we'll never be able to outlive that or outperform that. As far as the, the roles in the home with the relationship, um, th- there's not a whole lot of research out there, but there's I think there's enough to at least be pretty confident that it all started in the Industrial Revolution where men were mm-hmm. in the home with a particular profession or a craft, and they taught their, their families how to, how to run that. They were much more involved in the home, and then the Industrial Revolution happened. Mm-hmm. Many factories were starting to be built, um, removing men out of the home, going to put in long hours, making money. That was the new identity of men. And this was what in the late, late 1800s. After that, it was just generational shift after generational shift after generational shift to get us to where we are right now. So nobody really saw that coming. Our fathers didn't see it coming. They were just living The way that they knew best our grandfathers didn't see it coming they were just living the way that they knew best and so here we are most of us are living with this confusion with not knowing but if you look back and see okay this actually what has led us to this point where women are now much more independent than they ever were they're graduating with bachelor's degrees at much higher rates than men Uh, they can buy their own homes they can i mean i mean they can even go into, like, a weird lab and have their own kids without – I mean, like, they can they can live. They, they can have a life without men.
1: <laughs> yeah. They don't
0: really need us to be, right. like, physical protectors. I don't want to say any more because there's always going to be a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but not nearly as much as it used to be. So I think modern-day men are so confused with what the heck am I actually supposed to do? Like, I provide. I go to work. Mm-hmm. I have a job. Like, I have all these things, but that's not – that's not enough for, for many of these women. So what does that actually look like? And and you hit the nail on the head. Uh, emotional safety is a huge one. Um, uh, emotional mm-hmm. connection, um, uh, just listening, you know, establishing the foundation of the home is something that I encourage every man to at least think about. Cause we put way too much blame on everything mm-hmm. else. You know, we blame our spouses. It's, it's super easy to mm-hmm. blame our spouses. Um, to blame our environment you know the the working conditions the the economy um, our boss you name it it's so easy to blame everyone but at the end of the day we're the men and we're responsible not only for our lives but for setting the tone for the environment of the home and what kind of environment does that look like like do you want to create a loving home a loving environment one of emotional safety one of emotional connection one of intimacy If so, then what do you actually need to do in order to make that happen? And there's always, there's always like a wall of discomfort that we don't want to break through at first. But once you start actually creating that environment for, for your family, um, that's when you really step into, to biblical manhood, to empowered manhood. As that's our job as as the man is to set the foundation for the home. doesn't necessarily mean how much money we make or how much we provide or how much we protect. But what kind of environment do we want to have our families grow up in? And one practical way of how that looks like is, okay, what do you want your wife to feel whenever she goes to work and you pop into her head? What do you want your children to feel whenever they're at school and you pop into their heads? If it's fear, if it's resentment, if it's bitterness, if, if it's any any kind of negative interpretation, you're, you're, you're not doing the right things, man. Whenever my kids go to school and, and daddy pops into their mind, I want them to feel encouraged. I want them to feel brave. I want them to feel loved. Like, I want them to feel warm. Hmm. I want them to feel all these things. So what are some things that I can do to actually make them feel that way when we're in proximity? It goes the same for our wives. Like, I want my wife, whenever I pop into mm-hmm. her head, to feel loved. I want her to feel encouraged. I want her to feel like like she can talk to me. So, mm-hmm. like, And it's going to look different for every guy, but th- those are the questions that we need to ask. Like, okay, this is how I want my wife to feel about me. What are some ways I can make her feel that way? Like every day practical things, Mm. you know? So if we can learn to just master those, how we want our family members Mm. to feel about us, what kind of environment we want to set for the home and then learn to ask for help and that it's okay. There's, there's plenty of men out there Mm. willing to help us and to not beat ourselves up, you know, to take accountability for sure. Take accountability Mm. where, you know, you might've gone too high emotion, take accountability for when you might've hurt somebody, so on and so forth. But to, to, to default on always looking at the the bad things that we've done, or where we maybe haven't shown up, or or where we could have been better. If we're mm-hmm. always focused on that, we're we're just robbing ourselves of joy. We're mm-hmm. robbing ourselves from the from the grace of of God.
2: You mentioned that uh, men struggle to ask mm-hmm. for help, and we've talked about that on the podcast before. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we're each ad nauseum. Framed. Famous, yeah, famous for not asking for help. Um, I'd be willing to bet that when a man approaches you for counseling or for coaching, he's probably at some sort of a crisis mm-hmm. point. Something's gone horribly wrong. He doesn't know what else yeah. to do, so he's gonna, you know, put his tail between his legs and and coming to see you for mm-hmm. counseling or coaching. What can we do as men to get men out of that pattern? Where, where, what can we do to encourage them? to ask us for help or ask other men for help in ordinary situations before things get to a crisis
0: point. That's a great question. And Mm -hmm. I think being as transparent as we possibly can and, and really not worrying about what other people Mm -hmm. think about us. Um, one thing that i've had to lead my my wife in is is that is not caring what other people think about us cuz one of my uh one of my programs is called uh project crown recovery is helping christian men overcome porn addiction um i felt god um nudge me to get on tiktok and be very transparent about it and i didn't want to um <laughs> i didn't want to cuz it was going to be uncomfortable and uh, right but of course he was right the more content I started making, so many men reached out to me. And um, one area that I didn't realize um, or one area that I should have been more aware of is what is my wife going to think about this? Because what if her co-workers stumble across me on TikTok talking about how Uh, addicted I was to pornography for 15 years and I was like oh my gosh I I didn't even think about that like I'm so sorry love like I wasn't sorry for for doing the action but I was sorry for making her feel that way or at least not uh, or at least forgetting to to consider that so Mm -hmm. I had to lead her in this direction of um, hey this is our story this is my story like well, what is our true purpose here? Is our true purpose to keep everything quiet so nobody judges us? Or is it to help people? Is it to help, help men be better fathers, be better husbands, be better people. The more we can lean into that true purpose, the more we'll, we'll start caring less about what other people think. And I think uh, to answer your question, the more open and transparent that we are with, with our struggles, mm-hmm. um, men will respond to that. Like, Oh dang, like he, he struggles with that too. Like, I would never have known. Or man, he was having those thoughts too. Or they're—I thought their marriage was going great. They—they they had a crappy marriage for three or four years. Like the, the more that we talk about these things, I don't want to say casually, but for lack of a better term, j- just as if like it's table talk. Like If we don't have to get super like deep mm-hmm. and quiet and secretive, like I—I've I, practiced it so much, like I, I can just talk about it. Like, oh yeah, I was addicted to for fifteen years. People are like, oh. Dang, that's that's crazy, you know. And then we'll have like a little conversation with it. I just had a conversation with my barber the other day, and I could tell everyone was uncomfortable, but me and him were just we're just talking, you know. But if you're like, hey, hey man, oh dude, like I, I was I was addicted to porn for for 15 years, like that's the kind of that's the kind of tone that you're setting. You're making it uncomfortable. So the more mm-hmm. the the more just uh, just bold and and casual and open about it. That the more uh, relatable that you are, and, and the more men will be more prone to to ask for help, if that makes sense. That's so good. Um,
1: it yeah, it, it takes it took me some time before I was willing to be bold about mm-hmm. it. I know, and uh, and kind of be get a little bit more secure in my identity in Christ before I was really open. You know, and God just naturally, you know, it became the outworking of his of his work in my heart. Honestly, eventually. But, uh, yeah, and you, yeah, I've noticed too, that what you said is exactly right. If, if, if you're willing to share with somebody and you want to find an appropriate, you know, place and location, whatever person, safe person, whatever, man, it will open up other, other men, other men will, will just naturally want to share as well. So, all right. So we're coming up to the end of our time here, but I wanted, before we, before we jumped off, wanted you to share. So. You are, obviously you are the host of the crowned legacy podcast. And look guys, I would like, I love the graphic of your podcast. I'm <laughs> at it right now. Thanks, I man. mean, it is so cool. Just look up the crown legacy podcast guys and check it out. Just, it will be inspiring to just see the, the graphic itself. And I think it speaks so, uh, so loudly to what you're about, what you're trying to, to help men with, but, um, yeah. So, share a little bit about how folks can connect with you, where they can find you online, and uh, where they can uh, get some of the content and the encouragement that you're, you're giving them. Yeah,
0: so the podcast—it's on uh, all the major podcast platforms: um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon—you know, the, the big four. I like to call them. Um, as far as uh, social media, at uh, Stacy Coaches Kings on Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me. The uh, the messaging platform on there is a lot easier. Um, you can find my TikTok on there too, but yeah, Stacy coaches kings. Um, you can find me on Instagram there. Um, as far as the podcast,
1: dude, that is <laughs> that is so sweet. <laughs> Thanks, man. Come on, Stacy coaches kings. Yeah. It makes you want to just to be your your uh, pe- or student, I guess. You know, I know man, it's amazing. Appreciate
0: that, man. So I've uh, I've yeah. I'm always tweaking the podcast and I'm making them shorter, so. Anywhere between like seven to ten minutes. I'm just trying to give just just spot coaching, relevant spot coaching. Where 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 men, if they want to listen to it in the morning, start off their day with it. They can get just little daily drips of things that they can practically implement. Um, I think men find a lot more value in that um, versus you know listening to mm-hmm. an hour a, hour and a half of me spieling about something. So um, giving that giving that a shot, and uh, and I found that I think men appreciate that a lot more.
2: And you said you're an aspiring author or
0: you are an author? Yeah. Which, which is a do you, do you have a book I, out? I have an e book out. I just released it. And actually, Mike was able to okay. do some, some editing for me. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Um, I do have another book coming out. It's uh, called My Name is a Warrior. I'm trying to release it January 1st. Um, it's going to be another short book um, tapping into our identity as Christian men. As warriors, uh, and how every man who ever walks the planet um, has an inner warrior with him and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're soldiers, but um, but the inner warrior is just the guy who gets things done. He's the one who expands the kingdom. the The inner king is the one with the vision. The warrior is the one who actually carries out the mission and, and moves. So, yeah, my name is Warrior. I'll be coming out next year. That's a Gosh. great title.
2: It Thanks so
1: back. is. It so is. That's awesome, man. So yeah, guys, make sure you check his stuff out. Let's, um, let's go ahead and pray to close out, absolutely. if you wouldn't mind. I just want to pray for you and uh, your ministry. Father God, thank you so much for Stacy. Thank you for the time we got to spend with him today and all the truth that uh, you spoke through him by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, To praise you for, man, that moment in church that absolutely just you gripped his heart. God, what an amazing, amazing testimony to your faithfulness and your goodness. And thank you, Father, for uh, just like Paul, turning him 180 now that he and now he's able to uh, to lock arms with you and, and play a role in your redemptive purposes in men's lives. Um, Lord, bless him, his family. I pray that you'd protect them from the enemy, uh, sustain them and provide for them. Uh, God, we entrust him to you now, knowing that you are good and you are faithful. In Jesus name. Amen. amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much Stacy. Thank you guys. Chris, pleasure meeting you. Mike as always, man, it's great catching up. This is a lot of fun.